Hello everyone. Uh, today what we're going to do is take a look at the summary of the class that took place uh, last Wednesday night, which was October 2nd, where we took a look at Revelation chapter 13, the end of that chapter, and we tried to break down what John was getting at when he put the number 666 um, to signify what looks like the beast, um, the number of the beast. And this is going to be, this was quite a technical class. Uh, it got really technical, as a matter of fact, and probably a little bit hard to follow. It was difficult study, and it was a difficult one to present. So I'm going to try to do it in a little more simple form today. And... Um, what you could do to, to get yourself ready for it, and I'll give you a, a moment here to take a look at it, is turn to Revelation 13, um, and it would probably be good to read all of chapter 13, but really paying very specific attention to about the last four, three or four verses of Revelation 13, and look specifically as it talks about the beast, um, look at that number. Um, we'll be looking at, uh, I, I might mention a couple other verses too, but those are the ones we'll mainly focus on. So I'll give you a moment just to take a look at Revelation 13. Okay, we're back, and just wanted to let you know about something that, that plays a role in what we're going to look at today, and it was a first century practice um, that had an interesting name. It was called Gematria. Gematria. Um, and what this amounts to is people, their names would be taken, and they would take people's names and reduce them to a numerical value. Uh, I know this sounds kind of strange, but just to give uh, a contemporary example of that from that day, um, when Pompeii fell, Vesuvius exploded, the, the volcano and Pompeii fell, um, obviously that's kind of a big mark in history, so that is a, is a, is a site that archaeologists work at quite often. And a number of years ago, um, an archaeologist found there some graffiti on a wall, um, an ancient wall on the side of Pompeii, and that graffiti said this, interestingly enough, I love her whose number is 545. So that gives us an example from the contemporary time of how this gematria was used. So with that in mind, let's turn our minds to the number 666 from Revelation 13. Now, this is very important when it comes to um, looking at this number. If you look to your Bible and your Bible has, has footnotes in it or side notes, it just might have a, 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 maybe a, a footnote beside the number 666, something along that line. And in the footnote, it will probably read that a manuscript or a few manuscripts had, the, instead of 666, the number 666. And you might wonder why that is. Well, when you hear about manuscripts, what that amounts to is what we have and what we hold in our hands today, and our as we call our Bible, uh, that came from a long time ago from early manuscripts. Um, and manuscripts were um, copies of of. Scripture, New Testament and Old Testament Scripture. They didn't have copy machines. They did it by hand. And they, we have parts of and sometimes whole manuscripts of different books of the Bible. And the earlier the manuscript, the more 
the more accurate it is, uh, just by nature, it is seen as more accurate. Well, within 80 years of John's revelation, when he wrote what we have as revelation, there showed up in a manuscript, instead of the number 666 in Revelation 13, the number 616 showed up. Um, and this doesn't is not accounted for scribal error. Sometimes the scribes, those who copied the scriptures, would make small errors in notations. This this doesn't this doesn't seem to be an error. So when we look at this number six hundred and sixty six, we also need to account for the number six hundred and sixteen. So if we're going to be honest with with the ancient material that we have. So to come up with an answer for this, we're going to look at two different possibilities. And the first one is called Caesar Nero. And what this amounts to is people took this number 666 and they applied it to the emperor Nero. Um, And in order to do that, they put Caesar in front of his name. Now let me describe why they did that and didn't just leave his name Nero. Because if you take Caesar Nero, you transliterate Caesar Nero from Greek, which was the common language of the day, into Hebrew, and then you add up the Hebrew letters, their numerical values, you come up with the number 666. So it made sense to some people that this this is this is what this is getting. Now, the reason it really makes sense and this is a possibility is because Caesar Nero also accounts for the number 616. And let me explain. If you transliterate Caesar Nero from Latin into Hebrew and you add up the letters of the Hebrew and you will come up with 616. So for this reason, and also because Nero was a historical figure sometime around the time, and this is debatable, but sometime around the time that John wrote Revelation, uh, that is a very real possibility and one that a lot of people believe could be very much right, that 666 was referring to the emperor Nero, who was a pretty evil guy. All right. Now, another option to this, and this is an option that um, Dr. Shane Wood uh, presents as the number 666, who it represents. Um, He says it doesn't represent a man. It just represents something else. So let's look at that. And he also needs to account for 616. But first of all, let's look at the number 666. When you see the context of what's taking place in Revelation 13, 18, and you look before it and you look after it, there's some things that you find out. Um, The number of 666, according to verse 17 of chapter 13 of Revelation, says that the number refers to the beast. It doesn't refer to a man, it refers to the beast. Now, when you look over in chapter 15, verse 2, um, what you begin to see is you also see that the beast is there, okay? And also in that passage, the number refers to specifically the beast, not to a man. Now, verse 18 
looks is is what makes us think we should apply this to a man because and I will read verse 18 for you out of the New American Standard it says this here is wisdom let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for the number is that of a man and his number is 666 now here's the thing that we need to understand when you look at verse 17 of chapter 13 and 15:2 it talks about the number referring to the beast it is the number of him it is the number of his name if you took verse 18 out nobody would ever think it applied to a man here's the deal um, the greek language actually even though verse 18 looks quite a bit different in english in greek it looks very similar to what we see in verse 17 of chapter 13 and 15:2 so that could mean that maybe this number isn't talking about being a number for man at all. Um, it is not the number of a specific man. It is a number of mankind. In other words, it is a number that is used by mankind. I hope that makes sense. This is very difficult. It gets quite technical, as I said. Um, but along those lines as well, when looking at the context, look at chapter 14, verse 1, and I'll read it for you. This is John continuing on. It says, Then I looked, and behold, the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his name and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. And you have to ask yourself, whose mark is on these mountain people? Well, it's the mark of God. It's his mark. And you contrast that with whose mark is on the other people in chapter 13, verses 16 and 17. It is the mark of the beast. So, and one more thing for you. If you take beast and you do this gematria with it, and you take beast in the Greek, transliterate it into Hebrew, guess what you get when you add it up? You're right, 666. But now we need to account for 616. How does that, how does beast account for that? Well, um, this is going to get, as I said, a little bit technical. This was a lot easier in class last Wednesday night when I could write some stuff on the whiteboard. Obviously, I can't do that for you today. So I'm going to do my best to pronounce these. But let me tell you a few things um, about the Greek language. Um, it has a lot of, I guess in English, what we call suffixes, prefixes. They has, it has a lot of tenses. Um, I learned this from Greek class many, many years ago in college. More tenses than the English language. And those tenses of verbs and nouns um, are very, very important. And uh, that plays a role in what we're going to look at next. Shane Wood, um, Dr. Shane Wood, he, he says this 616 was used by a scribe specifically to, so that people would not fall into the line of applying 666 to a man. It has, in his opinion, it doesn't have anything to do with Nero or any other man. His opinion, 666 and 616, applies directly to the beast. It's very much, it's very, it's much more simple than applying it to a man in history. And he says that within 80 years, there was a scribe who did not want his readers to confuse that number and put it in application towards a man. So he used 616 instead of 666. And you're like, why? That does not make sense. Well, here's why it does seem to make a little bit of sense. 
In chapter 13, verse 18, what you see is beast again, and then you get the number 666. The beast in chapter 13, verse 18, is in the Greek genitive form. That is different from the beast in verse 17. Now, here's the deal. They both get translated beast, and they're both translated correctly beast. But in the Greek, they do not look exactly the same. In verse 17, it looks like therion, and in verse 18, it looks like theriou. Now, the theriou is the beast, again, that comes right before this number, 666. Now, if you take theriou, now, Let's back up just a little bit. Therion means beast. You take therion, which is the Greek form of beast. You put it, transliterate it from Greek into Hebrew. The numbers add up, as we've already said, into 666. Theriou. You take theriou and you transliterate that Greek into Hebrew. And you add up those Hebrew letters, numerical value. Guess what you come up with? Yep, you're right. You're already there. 616. In Dr. Wood's opinion, the scribes were trying to keep us from applying 666 to a man. That's why he put 616. Very simply put, the number 616, according to Dr. Wood, equals the beast. So, these are two possibilities for 666. Caesar Nero and, very simply, the beast. And I will let you decide which one you think is correct. Tomorrow night, September 9th, we'll be diving into Revelation chapter 17. If you'd like to read that to prepare, we'll be taking a look at the two characters, the one we spoke quite a bit about um, last week, and I just talked about the beast, as well as uh, the prostitute or the harlot. And we're going to try to figure out who these characters might represent in history, and uh, and see what role um, that they will be playing. And I think it'll be pretty interesting to, to dig into that. So we hope you can join us. Um, again, tomorrow night class will be at 7 o'clock. There will be a meal before it at 6 o'clock if you'd like to join us for that. Um, and again, take a look at, at Revelation chapter 17. If you really want to get ambitious, also just read about all the context. Uh, what you see about the beast will be through chapters, goodness, kind of 13 through 17. The beast plays a pretty big role. So um, if you want to take a look at that, that'd be great. Thank you very much for listening.